to the Cross-Eyed Radio Program, sponsored by Joshua Revolution. Cross-Eyed is a radio talk show dedicated to proclaiming the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you to open your Bibles with us as we study the life-changing revelation found within the scriptures in how to live the victorious Christian life. Now, let's go into the studio of Revolution Radio with your host, Pastor Mike Chory. Uh, welcome tonight to Crossside Radio, and what a night it is. Thank God for those who are calling in to receive the Lord tonight, that prayed with us tonight on the last trump, and we are excited for every decision, every person that makes a decision to ask Jesus to come into their life, maybe for the first time or a recommitment, but tonight, call the number. Make sure you do that. It's such it really, when you call in, you're you're really testifying to the operator that I've become born again or I've recommitted my life to Christ. The Bible says that if we confess him before man, he will confess us before the Father who is in heaven. So tonight, call in and let the operator know I prayed with Pastor Mike and Brother Bill on the last Trump broadcast. Again, those phone numbers, 716-229-8000 or one 2920 And when you call in tonight, for all you that have made a first decision, a first-time decision to trust Christ as your Savior, we're going to send you a copy of the New Testament. It's King James. It comes with a commentary, notes that helps you to learn the Bible. And I think you're going to love this gift as, you, as our way of just celebrating your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. And for those that are coming back to the Lord tonight and you are just saying, I want to recommit my life to Christ. I listened to your message on Armageddon and I just want to, I want to live the rest of my life following Jesus. I do not want to be here when the tribulation comes. I'm going to do something really special for you tonight. If you recommitted your life to Christ, we're going to send you a copy of the last Trump book, which is a book that really will help you to learn Bible prophecy, all about the coming rapture of the church, the tribulation, the millennial reign, so much in that book. It's almost 300 pages, but we want you to learn Bible prophecies that you would never again fall away from the Lord because friend, it's so soon. He is coming. He has raised up these radio broadcasts to be a trumpet, to warn you and to get right with God. Be ready. We are seeing the signs of the times everywhere. Mm. And tonight for everyone that received the Lord, go to your phone, make that phone call. You'll be glad that you did. We don't, we're not going to have you uh, join a church. We're not asking you for anything. We only want to give you something. Mm -hmm. We want to give you the Bible and we want to give you the last Trump book. And it's all postage paid free of charge. Mm -hmm. In the Buffalo area, it's 716-229-8000. Outside the Buffalo area and in Canada, 888-444-2920. Amen. And Amen. and tonight here on Crossside Radio, we've got an amazing hour coming up. I want you to get your Bible out. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4 tonight. And we last week we talked about the lame man who got healed. And we're going to be looking at that a little further tonight. And we're going to be dealing with a subject called the persecution of the believer. How you as a believer 
get persecuted, how the church gets persecuted. But before we open that up, as you're going to your phones to call in, those of you that prayed, we want to start this broadcast out with just a tremendous song of praise and worship that our hearts would be ready for the word of God. This is Grace Brumley. Let this song be a blessing to you.
with that bridge one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, just lift up your hands. Oh, we're back here on Crossside Radio tonight, and that's Grace Brumley. Man, the, the lyrics of that song, Bill, bless me yes, right. tremendously. Hell still knows the grave is still empty. The stone is rolled away. All praise to the name above mm. all names. The oh, cross is the finished amen. work. The work has been finished. Tonight here on Cross-Eyed Radio, we want you to know that the work has been done. Jesus Christ shed his blood to save you, redeem you from the curse of the law, the curse of sin, and he has delivered you from the bondage of sin. You don't have to live in addiction. If you are a believer tonight in Jesus Christ, you should not be addicted to anything but Jesus. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, you know what? There's a Super Bowl tomorrow and really big deal. I mean, I'll probably watch the second half. And, and you got to understand, I played college football. I coached high school football for 20 years. But God's delivered me from it controlling me. But do I like to watch the game? Sure, no problem. But we got prayer tomorrow night. Then I'll watch the second half. But let me just say this. The game should not control you. That's right. The Buffalo Bills should not control you. Drugs should not control you. Alcohol should not control you. The only thing that you should be addicted to is loving Jesus and loving a lost and dying world Mm -hmm. that needs Jesus. We're running out of time. We are almost out of time. And the message of the cross is the message, preacher. We've got to preach this gospel. For the power is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the, for the message of the cross, the Bible says, is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. That word is dunamis in the Greek. It means miraculous power. I, you, know, you know, Bill, we have a, a son at home that needs a miracle. Matthew is 27 years old. And he's been in a wheelchair all of his life practically. And we're still believing that that mountain is going to be removed. I know it's going to be removed in heaven, mm. but I'm, I'm asking the Lord to do it here on earth, not just for Matthew's sake. Matthew, if anyone's met our son, he's the happiest kid I've ever been around. Amen. I mean, you know what he did all day? I'm going to tell you what he did all day. All day. I'm not, I, and I am not exaggerating. He sat in his wheelchair or laid in, in a little bed we have out in front of the television he watched Sun Life Broadcasting Network all day. The, he, he worshiped to the music. He listened to the teaching and the preaching. And if I come in and I change that channel, he's going to give me what for. <laughs> he's going to start, ah, you know, because he can't, he doesn't speak uh. words that you can hear, although on occasion he does speak. If I ask him, Matthew, you want SBN on? He'll say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's, he can say that. And he is a fanatic for Jesus that's and the awesome. word. And that's how we all should be. Right. That's a spirit filled young man. But let me tell you why this passage of scripture that we're going to be in tonight in Acts chapter four is so important to me because we learn that as we were studying last week on the lame man, that Peter and John, they were going into the temple for prayer. And there was a man out there begging for alms, and he was crippled. And P- 
Peter looked at the man and he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And Peter reached out to the man and grabbed him. And the Bible says that when he lifted up, his ankle bones strengthened and the man was healed. And he went into the temple praising God, leaping and shouting. But tonight what we're going to look at is what happened after the miracle. And I'm going to tell you, Mm. what happened was 5,000 people in Jerusalem got saved. You know what the church needs today? We need to see the dunamis of God, the miraculous power of God. Mm. Why? Not for my sake or your sake. We already believe. But to this doubting, prodigal world that has, you know, just walked away from the church one miracle like this lame man could start a whole revival bill. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? That's what I'm praying for Matthew. Right. I'm praying that Matthew's going to get up out of that wheelchair one day real soon. And he's going to start talking. And I believe he's going to start preaching and singing. And you know what? That's going to be a glorious day for Matthew. That's going to be a glorious day for our family. But that's going to be a glorious mm-hmm. day I believe for hundreds and thousands that know this young man and will see him walking and talking and will know Mm. that God's power did it. Amen. Amen, Pastor. I'm smiling here because, you know, I know Matthew. I've known him all his life. And the difference between Matthew and, and say, you and I is he doesn't have the cares of this world cluttering his life. It's all about Jesus and, and his family, obviously. But as he watched Sunlight Broadcast Network, he smiles all day and because he doesn't have the cares of the world. And I, I know, you know, yep. we, we have to do our worldly things, raise families and whatnot, but we don't need to have that occupy and uh, possess us in, in a way that we do. That's yeah. what the culture is. They put aside the things of God and they've brought in the things of this world. And right. that's why we're seeing the culture the way it is. It's a rebellious culture. And well, so I, I, Matthew's a good testimony. Matthew is A to J. Yeah. You know what A to J is? Adam Addict, to, addicted to Jesus. Oh, it's okay. He's A to J, <laughs> man, all day, addicted to Jesus. And, uh, I, you know, we received a letter the other day from a young lady uh, from Niagara Falls, precious young girl, African-American girl who loves the Lord. And she, and she wrote me and she said, Pastor Mike, she said, I had a dream the other night. It was just a short little dream. But she said, in the dream, I came into the church that you pastor. And I walked in and it was a, the end of the service. And it was a special occasion, she said. And people were there and they were, they were fellowshipping after the service. And I looked. And I don't know if this girl, has, young lady, has ever been to our church or not. But she said, in the dream, you were standing next to your son and you were both dressed in business like business casual clothes as she described it. And she said, you were both standing next to each other with the biggest smile on your face and the dream was over. And I don't know if, like I said, if she's been to our church or not before, but that's where we sit as a family on the right side, she said on the right side, up front. And it encouraged me so much. I said, Lord, if that young lady 
received that dream and it was from you. And you're going to raise Maddie up out of that wheelchair and he's going to be standing. We're, we're going to see a move of God like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. We are not reading, listen to me tonight, we are not reading the book of Acts to you tonight as a history lesson of what happened a long time ago. Oh, that, that is what we're studying. But we believe that it also is happening right now all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the greatest miracle, even greater than a lame man getting up, is for a young man, young woman, or an older man, older woman to come to Jesus. The greatest Mm -hmm. miracle is spiritual lameness being healed. When you don't know Jesus, you are spiritually sick. You are spiritually lame. But when you become born again, God heals your soul. He gives you the ability now to worship him and to have the understanding of the word of God. An unsaved man can't understand the Bible. You can read it all day, but you will not understand it until the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. And that's what happens at the born again moment. The Holy Spirit comes in. Now we're going to read this, Bill. Let's read, if you will, Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And as they spoke unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and that put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now evening. All right, now, the, the, young, the man has been healed. This supernatural miracle that we talked about last week, you can read it if you weren't with us in Acts chapter 3, this lame man has been healed. And what's the first thing that comes after that miracle is persecution. Let me say this tonight. The religious spirit is always aroused, is always agitated whenever there's a move of God. Why is that? Because the religious spirit is of the flesh and it produces the fruits of the flesh. And one of the fruits of the flesh is jealousy. Hmm. And so what we have is the religious spirits, when they see a move of God, they start to persecute. The religious spirit is a controlling spirit. It wants to control. It's filled with pride. And when there is a move of God, this spirit of jealousy rises up in the religious mind, the religious heart. And it launches out, it lashes out with envy against that which God is doing. And you know what, Bill? There are people in the church that do this and they don't even realize that they're bound by a religious spirit, but they become a part of this persecution. Mm -hmm. Every time we see a move of God, like we just saw in Erie, Pennsylvania, it's, it's like clockwork. Soon after, we start to get attacked. People come against our ministry, come against me personally. And they don't realize that it's the enemy that's doing it. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I don't get angry uh, towards the person, although I can initially. But then I realize it's really not them. It's the spirit of darkness that's using them to try to come against us, to attack us, because he's nervous. 
He's jealous of what God is doing. So do you believe that religious spirit, uh, they believe that the miracles of God ceased in the the book of Acts and it's no longer for today and that's why they're rebellious? Because miracles still do happen. We know that. But they reject those as as spirits, uh, as, you know, perfect gifts of God. They reject that. They say, oh, no, that all ceased. But no, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So those miracles are still taking place. But yeah. they, they fight it. They well, fight you, it. And you can get, but let me just say this, and it's true what you said. Um, yeah, they get, they're jealous of it. They're, they're almost afraid of a move of God. But you also can get persecuted by people that are, would classify themselves as Pentecostals. Sure. And the, so, it, you know, the enemy, whoever he can use, I mean, you can have people that speak in tongues and they're the worst kind sometimes because they're not, even though they have a gift that's been given to them, they're not operating in the spirit. They're in the flesh. Now, when it says here in verse, uh, verse two, that they were being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus Christ, the resurrection from the dead, we see right here that the spirit that gets stirred up, which is definitely the flesh, is always against the message of the cross, even if they don't even understand that. But you see here, they were preaching the right message. They were preaching Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Mm -hmm. And this spirit, the same spirit that put Christ on the cross, which is, by the way, the ugliest spirit of all. It's wicked. It's evil. It's filled with pride. And in this, uh, that, that same spirit comes against a move of God to try to stop it, to try to slow it down. And this is what's happening here. There's persecution right after this miracle, right after they're preaching the gospel. And notice what it says. They laid hands on them. They literally arrested them, Peter and John, and put them on hold. For they were trying to stop whatever they could do to try to stop. When you look at the the men like Jeremiah in the Bible, Jeremiah was God's spokesman. He Mm. was the one true prophet of his day. They put him in a dungeon. They didn't want to hear from him. They did not want to heed to the warnings of Jeremiah. So if you're out there tonight and you're being persecuted for for what you stand for, just know it comes with the territory. Mm. You, when, you, when you see God moving in your life the most, that's when you're going to be attacked the greatest. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the fourth verse and the fifth verse, if you could. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed... And the number of men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes. And 6, 7, and 8, please. And Annas, Annas, I'm sorry, Annas, what's the word? Annas would be. Annas, yes. And the high priest and uh, Caiaphas. Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many were of the kinder of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, 
you rulers of the people and elders of Israel. And just keep on going. And if this day be examined of the good deeds done to the impotent man, men, I'm sorry, man, but what means he is made whole, be it known unto all you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you. And stand before you whole, whole, right? Right. So, So we see here now the persecution is against the disciples for the miracle of the man who has been miraculously healed. You would think, why would anybody be coming against that? Let me tell you something, friend. The religious spirit is the ugliest spirit of all. It's been said that religion has caused more bloodshed and death than anything else in the world. And what was happening here is people were coming to Jesus. The Bible says 5,000 heard the word after seeing the miracle of this man who had been healed of his paralysis. The impotent man is now walking. He's, He's there standing right with Peter and John. I mean, think about this. The miracle is looking at him right in the face and they're still persecuting. Hmm. And we see here in the fourth verse, over 5,000 new believers were recorded as receiving their salvation. All this was done, friend, through one lame man being healed and the word being preached, being preached that You know what? Jesus Christ was crucified, risen from the dead, and he has healed this impotent Mm -hmm. man. And I want to say this tonight, Bill. One of the greatest tools that the church has in evangelism is divine healing. Amen. And we should be praying for the sick. One, we want the sick to be healed for them alone. Mm -hmm. But when God heals the sick, many, many others come to faith by seeing the miracle of God. And I want to tell you tonight, as you were mentioning cessationists, listen, the gifts have not ceased. God is still pouring out his spirit. He's still healing. He's still healing sick bodies. He's still healing sick minds. And most importantly, he is still healing sick souls. It's called salvation. Amen. And I love verse eight. It says, then Peter, comma, filled with the Holy Spirit, comma, said unto them. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in one way or the other over 50 times in the book of Acts. We all know Peter. We know Peter from the Gospels. He could do nothing without the Holy Spirit. And look what he's doing now for the work of God. It's It's all filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. It's all the Holy Spirit. To Jesus be the glory, right? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, tonight here on Cross-Eyed Radio, we want you to know that this message is not an ancient message. It's for today. Church, lay your hands on the sick. Believe. Preach the gospel. Wouldn't that be amazing to see 5,000 people be saved because one man has been healed. It can happen again, and it is happening all around the world as we speak. He has fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. And he's riding a white horse across this land. He has fire in his eyes and a sword. 
his hand and he's riding a white horse all across this land and he's calling out to you and me will you
yeah, that's Joseph Larson, the brother of Grace Brumley. We will ride, and that's uh, chosen by our engineer Spencer. He was spirit led on that one, big time. And that was our message in the first hour. If you were with us on the last Trump on the on the Battle of Armageddon, the Second Coming, and the Lord is going to set up His Millennial Kingdom immediately after His Second Coming. What a future we have. What an amazing God we serve. Why would you ever want to walk away or not believe? He promises us eternal life. And friend, there really is no other option. I mean, it's eternal death in hell or eternal life in heaven. I choose life. And I'm praying that every one of you will as well. And I want you to know the Christian life is the most exciting, the most joy-filled the most peaceful, the most um, uh, energetic. I mean, from the moment I got saved, I have not, I'll tell you what, I have not settled down since. What I've seen, Bill, what we've seen God do in our ministry alone. And right now the church at Cross River is growing. The church, mm-hmm. that God is moving in powerful ways. If you are not in church and only 20% of America is, Wow. And you're you're you need to be in church, friend. If you don't have a local church or you're looking for one, we invite you. Come on out mm-hmm. to Cross River Tabernacle tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. services. We've got ministry for the children. We have a nursery. But I, I will tell you, you will be blessed. Our worship team is second to none. And we're not taking prisoners in our preaching. We're going to give you the word of God mm-hmm. and it. Be ready to be convicted, but that's good. Amen. Because that's Amen. how we change, and we need the Lord. Every service, altar call for healing, for salvation, for rededication, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you come on out tomorrow with your family? 10 a.m., we're located at 2920 Grand Island Boulevard, right there, right before the North Bridge going over to Niagara Falls, right Amen. on Grand Island. And for some reason, if you can't physically make it to the church, you can go on Facebook uh, slash Cross River Tabernacle. That should get you right there to the Facebook page starting at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Amen. All right, so we're going back to, and by the way, tomorrow we're launching our our schedule. We're coming out with our annual schedule at least till June. We have some huge events coming up, mm-hmm. evangelistic, prophecy conferences. Uh, people are going to be really excited to get the, Amen. the schedule. It's just till the month of June, and then we're going to be booking all the way, of course, the end of the year in Erie, Pennsylvania, Joshua Revolution 24 coming up December 27th to the 29th. It's going Amen. to be a tremendous year. Amen. And we're believing this could be and hoping this could be the year the Lord comes for his bride. All right. We're going back to Acts chapter four here. And, uh, you know, Brother Bill, over 5,000 new believers coming to the Lord because of this one salvation. Uh, let me say it better. This mm. one divine healing. That's what can happen in a church. When God touches someone miraculously, we can see great response and many coming to know the Lord. But also in the midst of that, there is this religious spirit that gets stirred up and comes against Peter and John. I mean, they are actually put in prison overnight and they called for a meeting in Jerusalem and there were the priests, there were the leaders and they held 
uh, Peter and John under arrest and they're going to ask questions. And the whole meeting is a result of the lame man being healed. Mm. It's, it's almost ridiculous to think about it. And like you said before the break, Peter's not the same man that he was before Pentecost. Right. He is bold now. And the scripture points out in verses 8 that he is filled with the Spirit. And he's got this boldness. And this is why every born-again believer, Brother Bill, needs to be baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. It wasn't just for then. It's been mm. all through the centuries. And God wants to do it in the life of every believer. I mean, read, if you can, that eighth and ninth verse again. We're in Acts chapter 4, if you're just joining us. Sure. Verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deeds done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? All right, now, was Peter was already filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but we need to be refilled. You can see this here. He is filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and it, I believe that he was filled and he is being filled. Like God just came over him and gave him the courage to get up mm-hmm. and to say what he said. And he said in verse 10, be it known unto you all, And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Bill, there is power in the name of Jesus. Only the name of Jesus can save. Only the name of Jesus can deliver. Only the name of Jesus can baptize with the Holy Spirit and heal the sick. And Peter said in verse 11, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Jesus is the stone that's been rejected by most of Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel rejected him, but it did not stop the plan of God. He kept going for 2000 years. The church age has been going. God's been saving, delivering, healing, filling believers. Why? Because he -hmm. is faithful. Even when man isn't faithful. And when the Jews did not believe he wrote, he raised up the Gentiles to be the church age and to bring this message to a lost and dying world. And verse 12, which is the theme of, of Joshua Revolution 24. I want you to read it for our, our, our listeners tonight. This is the theme of, of 2024. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Whereby we must be saved. Now listen to this tonight, Canada. Listen to it, my, my brothers and sisters here on the, on, the, on the U.S. side. There's no other name that can save you tonight. There's no other name that can heal you tonight but the name of Jesus. Speak that name. Speak that name over your children. Speak that name over your church. You know, Bill, when I pray, I don't say in his name. I say in the name of Jesus. I name the name of Jesus. We've got a lot of people today that are praying to God 
but they don't want to name the name of Jesus. There is no other name, friend, that makes the devil tremble, the kingdom of darkness tremble, but the name of Jesus. This name, when I go into the hospitals and I lay my hands on the sick, I'm I'm praying in the name of Jesus that they would be healed. When we cast out devils, it's in the name of Jesus come out. There is so much power in the name of Jesus. And why? Because he defeated sin, he defeated the grave, he defeated death, he defeated the devil on, on Mount Calvary. And that mm. name is the name above all names. Amen. Speak the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. And you think that, you know, like we said earlier, all the uh, disciples, all 11 of them at this point, I believe there was 11 of them, after the crucifixion, they could have just easily got up and walked away, walked back to their hometowns. But it was the infilling of the Holy Spirit that just moved them forward and not backwards. Move them forward. And, and Jesus says, you will be endued with power from on high. And all the 11 at this point, like I said, were filled with the power. And, and if you look in verse um, 13 or you go further on, it says, Peter and John went forward peter and john did this they went forward let's read that 13th verse because you're talking about boldness where does it come from it comes from being filled with the spirit yep that's right and and now when they all when they saw the boldness of peter and john and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with jesus hallelujah hallelujah you don't need Uh, you know, a doctorate (laughs) degree, right? right? And nothing against that. We should study and learn. But when it comes to being used of God, all you need is the Holy Spirit. All you need is the name of Jesus. And God can use you to do great and mighty things. But notice the terminology. They knew, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Mm. I want to ask you tonight, do you spend time with Jesus? Do you spend every day time in his word, time in prayer? I mean, Bill, I've, I've, I've made a, a custom of when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I go right to my knees and I have six, seven or eight prayers that I pray every morning before I get up and study the word, before I go into more prayer later, these six, seven, eight things I pray for uh, every day. And one of them is I asked that the Lord would speak to me like he spoke to Ezekiel, Mm. like he spoke to Jeremiah, because God wants to speak to us. And without hearing from him, we're going to be all over the map. Right. We've got to have the leading and operational Holy Spirit. And, And I pray for my health, the health of my family. I'm praying for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to preach and to teach I'm praying for God to build the church. I'm praying for God to move upon uh, Matthew and to heal Matthew. There, so there are things that I'm going to, before I do anything, I just right out of bed on my knees. I want to ask you tonight, what is it that you want God to do in your life? What is it that you need tonight? You say, Pastor Mike, I need this boldness that Peter and John had. Do you know it's available to you? Mm -hmm. but only through the name of Jesus. 
you might be sick tonight. You say, I need to be healed only by the name of Jesus. You say, uh, Pastor Mike, I'm hurting financially. The Lord, call on the name of Jesus. He is the great provider. But let me ask you, what are you doing for the Lord? Are you in church? Are you praying for his kingdom to advance? Are you giving to his work? Are you sharing your faith? Mm-hmm. See, it's got to be a two-way street, Bill. It can't be all what God's what I need God to do for me. What are we doing for God? And the biggest thing, the most important thing you can do for your Savior is to live for him. Mm. Let the world see Jesus in you. That when they see you, when they listen to you, they would marvel and say, that man, that woman's been with Jesus. Mm. I can tell. Amen. They've been with Jesus. Amen. You know, we live in a culture where there's so much noise. And what I mean by noise is there's, there's p- people are just obsessed with just, okay, they want to serve. But they're serving kind of silliness. You know, <laughs> I won't even go into some of it. But we, we're to serve the Lord. And once we, we understand that, and through the filling of the Holy Spirit, that's when the servanthood of Christ comes through us. If you just think you're going to go through the, the mechanics of your faith, you're not helping God at all. Not that you, God needs help, but you're not serving God at all. You're just serving the flesh. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, we don't mean to dwell on this, but this is what Acts chapter 4 is all about, is the Holy Spirit indwelling people. Then you go out and serve, and the servanthood will look extremely different than it was previous. Amen, amen. And, and I love the 14th verse. It says, Beholding the man which was healed standing with them. What a beautiful picture, as the mm. notes say. They could say nothing against it. See, they can, they can persecute Peter and John and their message, but they couldn't say nothing about the man that was standing there. Once he was lame, and now he's healed. Mm-hmm. You know, they can say whatever they want about me, but once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once you were lost, but now you're found. Verse 15, but when they had committed them to go aside out of the council, They conferred among themselves saying, what should we do to these men? Now think about this is the religious spirit (laughs) trying to stop a move of God for they said for that indeed, for that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. It was undeniable friend. Why? Because God manifested. Mm. I had a lady at our Bible study the other night at the school of Joshua. She asked me, Pastor Mike, what's the difference between the presence of the Lord and the manifestation of the Lord? And, and let me say this. I, that's one of the things I pray every morning for a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I said the presence of the Lord is invisible like the wind. Mm. I mean, somebody can be singing a song in church like, And you just feel the presence of God. I guarantee tomorrow I'll feel the presence of the Lord when our team is is leading in worship. They're anointed. But the manifestation is visible. 
The presence of the Lord is invisible, but when God does a manifestation, mm-hmm. it's outward. Amen. So this man who was healed is standing there with Peter and John. For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Listen, pray for the manifestation of the Spirit. Yes, pray for the presence of God. We need that. And if you're filled with the Spirit, you will experience that. But we, the Mm -hmm. church today, like never before, we need to see a manifestation of the Spirit. You know what the greatest manifestation of the Spirit is? A sinner coming forward, crying their eyes out and asking Mm. Jesus to come into their life and save them. But we also want to see people filled with the Spirit and people healed. Bill, let's go on and read the 17th to the 18th verse. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. All right. Now, do you see it over and over? We're seeing the religious spirit, which, again, is being led by Satan himself. They're opposed to what? They're opposed to the name of Jesus. Hmm. The kingdom of darkness hates that name. You can say Buddha. (laughs) You can say Muhammad. You can say Confucius. You can say any name you want. No problem. But when you say the name of Jesus, they tremble. Mm -hmm. Think about it, friend. When somebody gets angry, I've never heard them say, oh, Buddha. I've never seen somebody hit their, you know, their hand with a a hammer, you know, miss the nail and say, oh, Muhammad. Mm -hmm. But who do they curse? They curse the name of Jesus because deep in the heart of man, man knows who the one true God is. And that name, the name of Jesus, that's what they didn't want them to speak in. Look at what it said in verse 18. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Because there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Mm. Don't, that want, does, don't those verses just make you want to say Jesus all the more? Yeah, right. I mean, call out that name tonight. Speak that name over your children, over your spouse. Mm. Bill, we just have a few minutes. Let's read 19 to 22. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot be but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how... Uh, they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God for that which was done for man was above 40 years old on whom the miracle of healing was showed. So they could not come against him. The man was about 40 years old whom the miracle of healing was shown. Friend, I don't know how old you are out there tonight. I don't know what your need is, but I'm telling you, Jesus is the only one that can do the miraculous. And they, the religious spirit wants to stop the work of God. Mm. Notice what it said. They further threatened them, but they let them go because they found nothing to punish them with. 
The people were behind him. The move of God was happening. This is what we need today in the modern church. We need to see what the book of Acts church saw. And I'm believing that. And you know what? Churches all over the world are seeing it. Mexico seeing it. Churches in Pakistan are seeing it. Mm-hmm. People in, in, in these countries that are, are all in China, Japan, and they're being persecuted like you and I have never been persecuted. Mm. But we need to see it in our churches here in Buffalo, in Western New York, and we need to preach the message of the cross with boldness. And we need to call on the name of Jesus. Tonight, as we get ready to close here, I want to ask you tonight, are you all in for Jesus? Are you like Peter and John, that you're going to preach this message no matter if you're persecuted or not? Because if you are ashamed of Jesus, he said, I'll be ashamed of you. Do you need that boldness tonight? Ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life tonight, just call out to Jesus. Call out to that name, the name that is above all names, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus Christo, Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in this simple prayer of calling on the name of Jesus. I don't know what it is you need tonight. You may need salvation. You may need divine healing like this lame man. You might need boldness like Peter and John had. Whatever it is tonight, you fill in you fill in the line. God, I need to be healed. God, I need to be saved. Lord, I need to be filled with the Spirit. And understand, it all comes through the name of Jesus. Because he did the work at Calvary. The message of the cross, the finished work of what Jesus did there, allows God to move in the believer's life that just calls out to him. So let's just do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. I call on your name. I call on your name. To heal. To heal. To save. To save. And to deliver me. And to deliver me. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I dedicate my life. I dedicate my life. To living for you. To living for you. Lord, right now. Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I ask you to heal me. I ask you to heal me. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to fill me. I ask you to fill me. With the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. And with power. And with power. And Lord, I thank you. And Lord, I thank you. For this gift. For this gift. I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the anointing. And I thank you for coming into my life. And I thank you for coming into my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Friend, this is what I want you to do tonight. I want you to go to your phone and I want you to call the Joshua Revolution operator. And I want you to tell them whatever it is you prayed for tonight. I prayed for healing. I prayed to be filled. I prayed to be saved. And the operator is going to take your name and and your address. And we're going to send you a copy of our book, Cross-Eyed, How to Have Victory Over Sin. The work of the cross is the answer to everything you need. And we want you to learn this message. Bill, the number for them to call tonight. Sure, in the Buffalo area, 716-229-8000. That's 716-229-8000. 
outside the Buffalo area and up in Canada, 888-444-2920. Once again, 888-444-2920. All right, go to your phone now. We're celebrating your decision. We love you. God bless you for Bill Bonifacio. This is Mike Chory. We love you. But even more important than that, Jesus loves you. God bless you. listening to Cross-Eyed, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If Cross-Eyed has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony of how the program has helped you. If you would like to support Cross-Eyed financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go online to joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers. And remember to tune in next week at 9.30 p.m. for Cross-Eyed, a radio show proclaiming the message of the cross.